How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detailia along with Charlie Long in studio and on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Oh, pitcher from the Bayou himself, Scott Sanders. Scotty, thanks so much for joining us. Man, you, you're in the big city now, so uh, can't call you, you know, you left the Bayou, but uh, you're still a Bayou boy at heart. Oh, for always and forever. <laughs> uh, we always started with this. Uh, how's Cam doing with the Cubs? Doing great. He's down in AAA in Iowa. Actually, I went to see him this past weekend. They uh, got to play three games. It's kind of chilly, but he had a good first outing, went inning in the third, gave up no runs, a couple of hits. Had a strikeout and a walk, so he had a good he had a good outing here. Now he's up in St. Paul, and it's like 29 degrees, and they got snowed out back to back days. So wow. we'll see if they can play there this weekend, but who knows? Scott, do you think uh, take the dad hat off? You think this is his shot that he get to pitch in the majors? Not just maybe an outing, but maybe more than that this year. Yeah, definitely. You know, he made a really good impression on the big league coaching staff in spring training. You know, now, like I told him, I said, man, you, you've proven yourself that, you know, you can do it at that level. Now you just got to get lucky and hopefully you get that opportunity. When you get that opportunity, go up and make the best of it. But, you know, his stuff's there. Um, he just he just needs the opportunity like everybody else. You know, he, it, it's it, the hard. It, it, a lot of people say it's easier to make it to the big leagues and stay in the big leagues. So once you get there, you got to put up numbers. So, uh, you know, taking the dad hat off, his stuff is there. And uh, now he just needs the opportunity. Scott, have you ever seen anything like what we watching with Dylan Cruz swing a bat uh, at the, you know, at that level of college baseball? It's remarkable. Okay, I understand maybe you start the season and you're batting over 500. No, you're in the midway point of the year, and he's still doing it. Last night you saw Nichols try to pitch around him, but uh, that didn't work out too well. Um, Tommy Tank sort of took care of business on the other end of it. But have you ever seen someone at that level, and you played in the majors a long time, that hot with a bat? You know, it's, I was I was actually out there last night. I, I didn't get, I stayed for part of the game and then came home and watched the rest on TV, to be honest, to beat the traffic. But um, – I was out there, and, you know, I talked with a, a bunch of guys out there. And, you know, I said last night, I said, LSU has had some incredible hitters come through there, but this guy's the best that's ever put on that Tiger uniform. And it's no disrespect to anybody. Alex Bregman, I mean, come on. I mean, think about him. Aaron Hill, who a lot of people forget about, but the numbers he put up, just guy after guy. But his approach is just so good, and he knows the strike zone so well. You know, obviously, I, honestly, I spoke with a uh, buddy of mine, Eddie Newsom, who's a SEC umpire, he was out there last night, and and he said, you know, he said, you know, he said that guy knows the strike zone. He says, if I make a call, you know, and and it's it's a little bit outside, it's a ball, 
Cruz knows it, but he doesn't say anything. He knows it's a ball. I know it's a ball. I missed it, but it's okay. And it's you know, he said the guy's just a pro in a college setting, and uh, it, it, you know what he does is he doesn't expand the strike zone. You know, when you throw something in the zone, he puts a barrel on it. And when he puts a barrel on it, that ball is flying. So it just he's incredible to watch. And I mean, obviously, you know, LSU fans are, are, are so lucky to have him to watch that guy play for three years. Scotty, superstar number one, now superstar number two, Paul Skeens. <laughs> you, you, know, you were a pitcher yourself. You see this guy and the improvement from last year at Air Force. He comes in, and I think the MVP uh, on this team is really the pitching coach. What Wes Johnson has done here has really been remarkable, and I think it'll really pay off. Of Whatever he's making, he's making good money. But, man, you see it, and Paul Skeens has just been unbelievable pitching uh, the baseball. And I have a friend of mine who's a Major League Baseball scout. We were talking last week, and he was like, Mike, you know what? It'll be Cruz Skeens, 1-2 in the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah, I, I, you know, I totally agree. He's um... – I've I, I pretty much watched every time he's pitched. And I was thinking earlier, I don't even remember anybody really hitting the ball hard off him early ever, you know, much less, you know, it hit here, it hit there, but nobody's really ever lined, you know, barreling the balls up on him. And, and the thing about it is I think last last outing he had 108 pitches, 25 or over 100 miles an hour, which only happened to, you know, they had, they had three guys I think that did that last year in the major leagues. A couple guys did it, you know, more than the others. Jacob DeGrom was one of them. But, you know, I've talked to some coaches, and they're like, Scott, he's pitching the wrong league. He should be in the major <laughs> leagues, you know. And, and the thing about it is he, he you know, he may – you know, some people are saying he may go straight to the major leagues, which he may with the right organization. But unfortunately, I'm going to call it right now. I don't think the Pirates take either him or him or Cruz the first pick. To be honest, I hope they do. To be honest, because those guys both deserve it. But the Pirates love taking high school kids with project, you know, projectability, pay them a little bit less. You know, because both Cruz and Skeens are going to take top dollar. They're going to probably get more than the slot is actually worth. So. I don't see the Pirates doing it, but they may. If they don't, they're crazy because that's, that's what I said. I said take because they don't think they're going to win in the next three or four years. So by the time these guys start making money, you know, they're going to have to get rid of them. So it's just – but we'll see. But Skeens has been absolutely, like, uh, better than advertised, you know what I mean? And uh, obviously tomorrow night's a big start. You know, one of his first big ones on the road against an 8-1 South Carolina team. But I, I, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on him for sure. So, Scotty, what you're telling me is that they have major league organizations that make money decisions, Mike, not about the best player. Mike, Come on. How shocking is there's that? There's a reason. Well, I mean, there's a reason the Pirates are at the bottom of the NL Central every single season. Yeah. yeah they've done it. They've done it. You know, you, you look at the past four or five years, um, and they've always – Taking a guy with was was called an under slot pick, right? Yeah. So you know, you know, the, the slot may be worth five point three million. They're going to sign a guy and give him three point five. If it's worth eight point five, they may sign a guy and give him six million. You know, and, and then they use that money to allocate to try to, to you know to spread out over the other ten picks. You know what I mean? And so, but it is what it is, and it's you know, baseball is baseball. And but if if the Pirates pass on either one of those kids, they're they're uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, right. Scott, you were talking a little bit about Paul Skeens and his limiting kind of hard contact. I think when LSU fans look at a weekend series, they almost always think, okay, we're going to start one nothing. And I know that they lost that first game of the series against Arkansas, but that wasn't Paul Skeens' fault. That was the offense wasn't able to get much going at all in that game. Paul Skeens is such an advantage to have on the mound as an ace every single weekend series, but he's going against a team 
that has made more hard contact than maybe any other team in the country so far this season. South Carolina, when you think of something like the traditional powers in college baseball, and this season you kind of see them at the top. You see LSU, you see Florida, you see Vanderbilt. You're thinking, okay, all those teams, you recognize them as traditional baseball powers. But South Carolina is one of those teams that's kind of snuck up there. They're number three in collegiate baseball, number six in baseball America, number six in D1 baseball, and all those polls. And a big reason for it has been their power hitting. They lead the nation with 72 home runs, so it's almost strength versus strength tomorrow night with Paul Skeen's limiting that hard contact versus a lineup that loves to hit hard contact. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting because you know, South Carolina, has the, they have a homer-friendly park. You know, it's definitely a hitter's park. Um, I know the weather's going to be a little bit off, possibly. You know, I don't, I don't know about temperature-wise, but I know they got a bunch of rain in the forecast. And uh, But it's going to definitely be interesting. But the one thing about Skeen's, obviously he throws hard, you know what I mean? And the bottom line is if – if they barrel some balls up on him, obviously in a, in a hitter friendly park, you know the ball can fly. It's going to be interesting, but I still when you when you throw in ninety eight to one hundred and one hundred and two, and and the thing about it, he's using his changeup now. He's got his breaking ball going, and I tell you, you can just watch him strutter on that park, man. You know, I would call it a. It's definitely not cocky, but it's definitely it's not cocky, but it is with a lot of confidence, you know. And um, he's gonna he's gonna. South Carolina is going to see something they probably haven't ever seen this year. Um, so, you know, they faced Missouri, who and they swept Missouri. Missouri swept Vanderbilt. Obviously, that was a surprise when they swept Vanderbilt. But, you know, South Carolina hadn't faced the, the, the best of pitching yet. So we'll, we'll see uh, tomorrow night what South Carolina is made of, you know, and see if their power has a chance to play. But I'm not betting on it. Scott, I got a couple more pitching questions. But first, I want to ask you about Ty Floyd in Game 2. A guy that you know I heard multiple times on the broadcast was kind of described as a fly ball pitcher. Does that kind of worry you in the second game of the season against a team that loves hitting home runs in a home run friendly park um, for that second game of the series? It definitely does because is, uh, Floyd is he's a high spin rate guy, which means he throws he he ele- he likes to elevate his fastball. I mean, so most guys have like schemes. If you watch him, he's got a ton of sink on his ball, right? Floyd, if you ever watch his fastball, it's a true fastball with a lot of spin. So it he has it looks like it rises, right? So so the one thing about him now you're going from a guy on Thursday throwing 98 to 101. Now guys 94, 95. Don't get me wrong, it's still good velocity, but it's going to be a little bit easier on that second day for them to come down five six miles per hour and a guy that at times does like he does like to elevate the ball. To, to a power friendly hitting lineup in a small park, so that, that Friday Friday definitely uh, is definitely has me nervous. Right, and then out of the bullpen, a couple of guys have started to really make a name for themselves. Junior right-hander Garrett Edwards and freshman left-hander Griffin Herring are two guys that have stood out in recent weekends as being really good performers out of the bullpen. Arms that Jay Johnson can trust. I just want to get your evaluation of those two players. Yeah, they both have really done well. I think I think. Um, I think Friday, you'll probably see Garrett Edwards in that game pretty quick if Floyd gets in any trouble. And then, and then you know, I, I think Heron to come in probably right behind him because I'll be honest, if they get three games in this weekend, I'd be shocked. Uh, if they don't play two on Friday, it's a 100% chance of rain on Saturday, So and then they can't play on Sunday. So I, I think, uh, I think you know, hope that I'm sure Jay's hoping Skeens goes out, does his thing on Friday, and then all hands on deck on Saturday. I'm sorry, on Friday. Uh, Skeen, you know, take care of business Thursday, Friday, all hands on deck. You know, they may try to play two games on Friday, possibly, uh, with the, with the weather. I guess we'll see, but uh, I, I think it's going to be all hands on deck. But both of those guys have really made a good name for themselves. And I'll be honest, they threw Little and Hurd last night against Nichols in relief. So 
I really don't know who they're going to start on Saturday if they do. It might just be Johnny Hostaff on Saturday with, with, you know, with Little going a couple, Hurd going a couple, and then trying to finish it with Bryce Collins and maybe Sam Dutton. Yeah, that's actually my next question for you, Scott. I, I think what's been listed so far is that Christian Little is supposed to be the Game 3 starter. Uh, he threw. He started, actually, the midweek game against Nichols last night, but he only got recorded four outs, if I remember correctly. Um, but right. I think he's listed as the starter, so Jay is making that change in the rotation because Thatcher has been the starter for the past couple weekends. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that potential change with Christian Little maybe entering the weekend rotation as the third starter, replacing Thatcher Hurd, who's kind of struggled in, in the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah, and that that just kind of really surprised me. And you know, he's coming off an injury last year, but he was a big time recruit and a big time you know freshman at UCLA. And you know, sometimes when you get into a rotation like LSU and you see Skeens doing what he's doing, and you know, and and those other guys, you kind of sometimes you try to be somebody you're not, you know. And I think that's possibly hurting him um, that he's trying to you know maybe trying to throw too hard, trying to get outside of his mechanics. But you know, I think I think that's more of just a give him a break. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, I know Jay's looked at the, the weather report and he probably knows there's a pretty slim chance that that game on Saturday is going to happen. And he figures if he can get two or three out of Little, then he's going to probably try to piggyback him with Hurd. Hopefully Hurd can get a good two or three innings in. You know, Hurd pitched last night and kind of struggled a little bit against Nichols. So I think he's just trying to get him in some situations where he can go out, get some confidence. And I know he needs Hurd on, on Sundays is what he needs. Uh, you know, if not, I think Garrett Edwards could maybe slide into that Sunday role, but he's such a big piece in, at the back end of the bullpen that I don't, I don't think Jay wants to take him out of that spot if he doesn't have to. Scotty, uh, how about our guy from the Bayou, man, Gavin Dugas. Uh, man, he has really been something uh, coming off the eye surgery. Uh, you know, he struggled a little bit early on, but, man, as he all of a sudden lit it up hitting the baseball yeah, he's uh, like I, I, you know, I mentioned him earlier in the year. I just love the way he plays the game. You know, he plays hard. He puts the barrel on the ball. He's got a nice short stroke. Um, you know, and, and this year, knock on wood, he hasn't been chasing the breaking ball much. And, you know, like I said earlier, they have, they have so many weapons that, you know, he's a guy like, well, I got to get him out. How do you get him out? You got to throw strikes to him because you don't want to walk him because you walk him, then you got to face, you know, Trey, and then you got to face Cruz, and you got to face Tanks, and you got to, you know what I mean? So, He's getting good pitches to hit, but the most important thing is he's putting a barrel on the ball, and uh, and you know he's hitting homers, he's hitting doubles, he's playing hard. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's I'm just really happy. Number one, he's healthy. I'm number two. I'm happy he's he's excelling and, and really having a, a great season. I'm I'm so happy for him. Such yeah, a good kid. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, such a good dude in life. Uh, you know, and he gives you everything he's got too. Uh, you know, because some guys they just got so much natural talent. Not, and I'm saying he's not talented. But he gives you – he empties the bucket every time he's out there on the field. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and, and the thing about it is when you say he's not talented, he's talented, but compared to Cruz yeah. and Tanks, you, you look at it like, okay, he's not as talented, but he is talented if you put him in Nichols' lineup, you know what I mean? But you are who you eat. You're always eating. And so, but, the, but the thing about it, he's making the most of his opportunities, and I know Jay Johnson is falling in love with him. It's as, because as, as, he's, he's, he just – he's such a, a spark plug. You know, when you watch games, he just – every time I turn on the game, it seems like Gavin Dugas is leading the game off with a double. You know what I mean? And uh, But, yeah, so happy for him. Scott, we've had a couple people bring this up, and I'll get your take on it, about Trey Morgan in that they sort of have a feeling that maybe first base is not what he'll play in the majors. 
Your thoughts on that, you know, because having watched him in high school and watched him at LSU, it would seem to be a natural position for him. We've had a couple people in the scouting department make the comment, I don't think he's going to play first base in the majors. Your thoughts on that? No, I, I would say 100% he, he'll probably – I mean, I'm not saying he can't play first base periodically in the major leagues, but defensively he's a gold glove first baseman. But the first base has evolved into a power position. Yep. Um, I, I always use Mark Grace as an example. He reminds me a lot of Mark Grace, right? Can play first base, can hit – you know, he could probably hit 15 home runs. Well, they want somebody at first base going to hit 30-plus home runs. He's more of a left fielder. Um, he really, because of his arm strength, he probably can't go to, 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 to right field. Could he possibly learn how to play center field? He probably could athletically. Um, but he'll, he'll definitely become an outfielder in pro ball. And I think that's one reason why Jay's put him out there some this year. Yeah. Obviously, it was because Tommy Tank said that was hurt. And, you know, they have Jared Jones and he's to play first base. And they have, they have a, you know, below so they could try to get his bat and he's got to be at first base. So he's, I, I definitely see, um, you know, playing pro ball for as long as I did, I definitely see him as, a, as probably a corner outfielder, probably left field, to be honest, in his, in his pro future. Scotty, that's exactly what we've had two different scouts tell us. Left field. That, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's left his field. spot. So you sort of confirm what, what they talked about also. Charlie has one more question for you, Yeah, Scotty. so I think, Scott, a lot of people, when they're looking at these two teams at a glance, you kind of expect there to be a lot of runs this weekend. But something that I kind of noticed when looking at this team is that they're pitching, South Carolina's pitching has been pretty good this year. Like, they're not all just power bats. Like, their, their mound play has been solid in the SEC. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think it's going to be a lot of runs scored, or do you think it's going to be more tightly contested games? Well, I always bet that LSU's going to score runs, uh, no matter who's out That's there. Uh, had a few guys who have shut them down. But, you know, South Carolina last year had three good starters. All three guys got hurt early in the season. But all three of those guys, what I'm pretty sure are back this year and obviously are healthy. Um, you know, they run it. They, they run. The, the, I know. I know. Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday, they got two guys scheduled to start. Both have had good, good weekends in SEC so far. And I think Sunday they're going. They have a TBA, right? Because I think what they're going to do is like Jay's betting. They don't really know if that Saturday game is going to happen, so they may throw their their you know their Saturday starter, piggyback him with the with the the guy on Friday to try to you know if they lose the schemes. Try to get, try to salvage, you know, salvage one out of two if they only play two. So, but their, their pitching staff is 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 very good. Like I said, I don't think they've faced the best batch yet throughout the SEC. Besides Vanderbilt, they did, they did, uh, you know, or, I'm sorry, uh, Missouri. They beat, you know, they when they swept Missouri. But I don't think they faced the best. They haven't faced a lineup like LSU yet, so I think the jury's still out on that one. But they they do have some solid some solid guys. That's good. They, you know they're gonna they're gonna give LSU some some run for their money. But I still see eight, nine, ten runs LSU putting up each each game. Scotty, thanks so much for joining us. We want to get you back, and you and I both know a few people that are what they call technical owners of a major league baseball team. This isn't like buying an NBA team or the NFL and kind of how that process sometimes happen in Major League Baseball. It's not like somebody's doling out that money right off the bat for a team. And I think it'd be interesting conversation, certainly during the baseball season. Uh, I know you connected with a couple guys and how they got to be an owner in Major League Baseball. And it's not what maybe a lot of people think. That's right. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to do it. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it, buddy. And uh, best wishes to, to Cam.
Yeah, thank you, brother. Y'all have a great day. All righty. Scott Thanks, Sanders uh, from Thibodeau, Edie White, Nickel State. Bar from the Bayou, now living in Baton Rouge, now former Major League Baseball pitcher, over 10 years in the Major Leagues. And uh, great news for Cam that he thinks that this is the year Cam breaks in. Yeah, Not just awesome. a little bit, and great to see him. Uh, Cam's super young man in life. Uh, so we'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.